You're listening to Over the Top Cycling. This is the beer report from the 2015 U.S. Pro Challenge uh, with Benjamin Day, coach of Kiel Reinen and day-by-day uh, -day coaching. Thanks for joining us with some insight, Ben. Thanks, Coach. Thanks for having me on. Now, last year you were uh, part of the challenge as uh, uh, a racer for the United Healthcare Cycling Team. That was your final event. You retired after the, the final stage. And now you've got a totally new viewpoint. What's it like for you? Pretty different, I gotta say. I um I strutted my stuff yesterday for the first time with some media credentials around my neck. So I'm now on the other side of the fence and I discover what the media room was like and got to hang out with the people in there, been writing about the sport for so long. That's so definitely a different viewpoint. Um and then uh my first day doing we were doing a lot of video content yesterday. Uh, which is what we're going to be working on for the rest of the week. It's called The Day Report. Check it out. You should be put that into YouTube and you should be able to find it there. After each stage, we're going to be trying to put in some insight as to what happens actually within the race. Not just focusing on the finale, but that it always needs to be done. But we're going to do some analysis of like the guys getting the pink way. What does really take? Looking at some power files, talking to the guys and getting some insight into that. But yeah, for my first full day of doing that, we wrapped up at wrapped up at two thirty this morning. So yeah, that was uh, that was a little rough. Um, got a decent sleep. Back stage two now. We just uh, wrapped up today. Finished within a, at a Rapo basin, which is nearly eleven thousand feet of altitude, so nice and high. So somewhere up there. Uh, now down in Copper Mountain, and uh, bring you the beer report as I'm. Thinking a ninety shilling from the good town of Fort Collins, Colorado. So, in stage one, who was really uh, instigating, getting things going? Did you see anybody wanting to take the lead? Yeah, so uh, I'm not sure if we talked about this last week, but in the last two years of the USA Pro Challenge, the first stage has been raced up in Aspen and Snowman. There's a circuit that they had up there. And it was a filthy, filthy hard circuit. The riders sometimes come in a little bit flat to this race. Maybe they're recovering from the Tour of Utah, which is one week in between those two. Or maybe they've just travelled in from Europe, so they might be suffering from a bit of jet lag or something. But it doesn't matter which way you coat it. When you do a circuit race at seven, eight, nine thousand feet, it is brutally hard. And I always found, in my experience, those, those stages that we had up in Aspen were very difficult ways to start the race. And this year, looking at the Steamboat Spring Circuit, I actually rode it on uh, Saturday morning, and I was wondering, would this be different this year? Would the heavier, more powerful sprinters get over and contest the finale? Or would it be the more climbing sprinters we spoke to Kiel, Kiel Ryan last week? He was one of those guys that uh, obviously had a little fight towards him and his success. And uh, it happened to be there yesterday that, uh, once again, the, the bigger, more powerful guys, they didn't get over, they didn't get the finale. And it was just uh, 43 riders at the finish line who were, who were sprinting it out. And then today was almost a, a queen stage. You had massive climbs today. Uh, what happened today? So yesterday was a great stage. We saw Taylor Cooney come back here, win the stage, kill Ryan and finish that game, so... Pretty awesome uh, stage finish there. Um, and so just to go back to stage one a little bit, it wasn't a very climbing heavy stage. 
But there was a period of maybe about 10 kilometres where there were three hills straight after each other and we did that lap twice. Um, and on the final lap, there were only 14 guys together in that front group. There was still a little bit of a breakaway up the road. But that was very, very telling how difficult the stage was. And of those 14 guys, I think we're going to see those, those particular riders shining for the rest of the week. Uh, excuse me. Um, either. Um, so that was that was a little bit telling on yesterday's stage, but still, you know, 43 guys to finish. Who are we going to see in these next stages? Stage 2, uh, in both springs, straight up Rapid Ears Pass, uh, 27 kilometre dirt section in the middle of the stage, up Oak Creek Pass, I believe it's called. From there, uh, the riders then rode over to Silverthorne and started to climb up Arapahoe Basin. And I was wondering once again what to do with the Arapahoe Basin. A fairly gradual climb, as most of the climbs are in Colorado. But the big difficulty was going to be just the fact that it was going to finish up at 11,000 feet. And, you know, I think I underestimated the difficulty of climbing a little bit. I was in the team car with United Healthcare all day and uh, watching the riders on that climb and seeing the gradient there. It was a very difficult finish. There was a breakaway early on. Uh, it was a pretty strong breakaway. They, they held a good gap for most of the day. But, you know, they were pretty doomed coming into the finale. Nate Brown hold, held on really well out of the break. He was riding very strong and only got caught with one kilometre to go. But everybody else sort of uh, fell by the wayside just because it was such a difficult on the pedal sort of day. I'm not sure how much climbing they had in the end, but I'm sure it was pretty significant to cat two, cat three, and a cat one climb to the finish. And, you know, there's no way that you can race hard to 11,000 feet and not be pretty expensive yet. And, uh, the, the finish line, uh, we saw Brent Cookwater take the win. Guys sort of been a little bit of a bridesmaid just recently with the two of Utah. Always sort of there, contesting, never quite getting the line first. And he really made a mess for that today. Took the lead, won the stage. His teammate, Rowan Dennis, the guy who won the first stage with Tour de France this year. Very young, very talented young Australian rider. Um, met him a few years ago. Very, very strong kid. Um, he was here and he was second on the stage. He set Frank up very well for that win. Uh, third place was a guy who I cannot remember his name right now. A young, uh, Hugh, Hugh McCarthy, I believe it's all Hugh McCarthy, I think is the way you say his name. Uh, English guy racing for the Kaharuel team. Uh, good climber, obviously, finishing third on the stage. Can't be anything but in Johnny Clark from United Health there. Um, as I was saying, that I was in the team start with them today. They were pretty excited to see Johnny finish fourth in the stage. So there's, uh, there wasn't big time gaps. And I think we're still going to see some very competitive racing over these next days. Um, tomorrow is Copper Mountain. So Aspen, they're going to go the independent path of 12 out of the six. So I think we're going to see a pretty difficult stage then again. Um, yeah, and so racing was open and racing hard. And we're in the beautiful climbs of Colorado, the Rocky Mountains. And How do you recover from a day like this? And uh, we're over seven minutes. I told you we'd keep it at seven, but uh, I just got to ask you that one question. Well, so the way I recover is I try to get some sleep and have a couple of beers every night. The riders, the riders are well looked after. They they always have a great entourage, and I'm just seeing the background. I can see the riders making a huge party. That was the guy said today. Um, Yeah, so the riders have. Great entourage. This is a great race. Very well organised. The medalist crew, KOM marketing. These people put on an amazing race every year. The riders love to come 
Japanese rice. Very well supported. They always come with a big entourage of staff. They have this one year, they're fantastic. They're looking after them immediately after the stage, making sure the riders stay warm, getting them back to the hotel, getting them fed, doing them massages, and the guys pretty much. So all they're focusing on is getting on the bus in the morning, making sure that they don't, they don't miss the trip to the start. Getting on the start line, racing their balls off for four, five, six hours. Getting home, recovering, and then laying low for the rest of the day. Like we rarely see the riders outside of the hotel uh, throughout, uh, outside of the racing. So uh, very well looked after. And you can see amongst the riders, like the guys who've got a little bit more racing in their legs over a longer period of time. You know, the Brent footballers have been racing for, for 10 years already. Or, for example, the World Tour team, these guys are racing a lot. They're racing very hard quite often. Often these riders will have a, a great ability to recover day to day. But we're only in the second stage now. We're going to find as the week goes on, there's going to be a progressive load of fatigue. So we'll see that sort of come into account later on in the week, I think. Tomorrow will be a hard stage, and I think next day going into Breckenwich Bridge will uh, we'll show you know a little bit more separation throughout the riders. So it's still, still a little bit of an unknown to see who's going to shine. Um, we see who the contenders are, but the race is definitely not over yet. Benjamin Day, day-by-day day coaching with the Beer Report on Over the Top Cycling. Thanks very much. Look forward to speaking with you tomorrow, Ben. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, you, Tom. Have a great night. Thank you, Mike. Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.